Welcome to this message from Eastwood Baptist Church, one church with two locations in Bowling Green and Alberton, Kentucky. To learn more, visit eastwoodbc.org. Now, may the Lord bless you in the hearing of His Holy Word. Right, you grab your seat, grab your copy of God's Word and go with me to 1 Timothy chapter 1. And again, let's bring up that slide again for the text number one, uh, 0124. Let's bring that slide back up for our folks here. So we just want to remind you, if you're watching our live stream, if you just joined in with us, it would really help your pastor's heart to know who is engaging with us on our live stream each week. And so we invite you, if you're watching on the live stream this morning, to text the, uh, the number 0124 to the telephone number on your screen, and that way we just know who is engaging with us, all right? So God bless you guys. Thanks for joining in. So as we come to 1 Timothy chapter 1, as we think about this fallen age, there is one thing that comes with the territory of living on this earth in this fallen age, and that is aches and pains. Can I get an amen? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I mean, especially, guys, I mean, uh, even as you get older, it becomes more of a reality. Here in just a couple weeks, I'm going to be the big 4-1, and I know some of y'all out, that's just a pup, Ben. That's just a pup, but nevertheless... Tell that to the bone spurs growing on my vertebrae, right? Or or maybe those of you who have arthritis radiating in your hands or that tendon that just keeps getting inflamed. Man, living often hurts. But one of God's graces to us in this fallen world are medicines to help reduce that inflammation, to reduce that pain. But medicines in this life are a lot like things elsewhere in this life that, 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 yes, they're there, they're good, but they must be used in the right way, right? Used in the wrong way or used too much, this level can be therapeutic, but this level can be lethal, right? So it's got to be used. They're good, they're good, but they got to be used in the right way. We see this clearly with the opioid ex- uh, the epidemic that we just see sort of sweeping our nation. Those drugs are used medicinally, therapeutically, but used in the wrong way. And they become lethal and toxic and addicting and life-controlling. But again, we're not just talking about like prescription medications when we think about this. We're also talking about over-the-counter medicines. For instance, think about this simple OTC drug, acetaminophen. Acetaminophen, which is typically marketed as what? Tylenol. Right? I mean, every medicine cabinet in America probably has Tylenol in the cabinet. But in 2018, the annual report of the American Association of Poison Control Centers reported 50,294 instances where somebody overdosed on acetaminophen alone. And then sometimes it was in a combination, right? 17,377 instances of overdoses when it was combined with something else. And that led to 141 deaths. This thing that is supposed to reduce fever, this thing that is supposed to help a headache, led to 141 deaths and almost 80,000 overdoses. So guys, this is a really good example, a really huge example of something good that can be used badly. But not just this medication, right? All medications. Almost all medications. That's why medications often come with this warning. And it's the title of this morning's message. Use only as directed. You see, 
when something is used only as directed, good things happen. But when directions aren't followed, bad things happen. And as we come to our text this morning here in 1 Timothy chapter 1, we see this same dynamic working out and being explained to us concerning the law of God. Look at verse 8. Now we know that the law is what, church? Everybody say good. Ready? Good. If one uses it lawfully. Just like medication is good if one uses it only as directed, the law of God is good if one uses it only as directed. And a healthy church follows this wisdom. So this morning we're going to continue in our series here through 1 Timothy, kind of focusing in on the characteristics of a healthy church that are found therein. So I want to invite you to stand this morning to honor the reading of the Word of God this morning. Let's stand together. We're going to look at verses 8 through 11 as our text this morning. Here's what God's Word says to us. Now we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully, understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine, in accordance with the gospel of the glory of the blessed God with which I have been entrusted. Thus ends the reading of the word of God this morning. Let's pray together and ask him to help us. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning, and as we have opened your word, God, I ask that you would bring understanding to us, that we know what your word means, what you meant for it there in the first century, and how it is relevant for us today. And God, then help us to apply it, to go live this. Father, I want to say this morning, just, just, I want to just preempt this. If there's anybody here who's never turned and trusted Christ as their Savior and Lord, we ask that today would be the day that they would indeed turn from sin and trust in Jesus alone for their salvation. Father, just move in our midst. Help us, Lord. Help us to use your law only as directed. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, as you grab your seat, here's today's truth. And if you want, um, if you would like a, a PDF of today's sermon notes, if you take notes electronically, you can go to the South Campus uh, Facebook page and you can download the PDF there this morning if you prefer to do it that way. But here's today's truth that I want you to capture and catch. A healthy church uses the law lawfully. That's straight out of the Word of God, right? We just saw that. A healthy church uses the law lawfully. And I want you to see three things coming out of that text this morning. First, if we're going to use the law lawfully, then we must understand the law is good for you. The law is good for you. The law of God is good for you. It's not bad. Now, when we say the law of God, we mean the commandments of God, the do's and the don'ts of the Bible. They are good. Paul emphatically says so, doesn't he? Right here in the text, 1 Timothy 1.8. Now we know that the law is good. And I know as you hear that, when I, when I read that, my mind immediately, I start hearing Old Testament psalms and, and passages of Scripture like, like Psalm 19, verses 7 through 11, where King David wrote this about the law of God. 
And we know David is a man who's after God's own heart, right? God's heart is found in the law, in the book, right? Here's what King David said. He said, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. And so as we look, there's nothing wrong with the law of God. The law of God, as it's been designed, it's good. Now, some of you might be thinking, wait, preacher, hold on. Didn't Jesus get rid of the law? I mean, wasn't the old covenant kind of tossed out and replaced with the new covenant there in the New Testament? Well, a lot of people in Jesus' day thought that's what he was doing as well. And so Jesus was very clear early on in his ministry that he was not overturning the law or getting rid of the law. So what was he doing? He was doing something else. Matthew 5.17 tells us. Matthew 5.17 says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. I'm not coming to throw these things out as if they are bad. I'm coming to fulfill them because they are good. He went on in verse 18 even further there, Matthew 5, 18. For truly I say to you, Jesus said, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota nor a dot will pass from the law until it is accomplished until it's all accomplished. So Jesus here proves just by even saying that, that the law of good, that the law of God is good, right? He himself took on the law and he fulfilled the law. His life proved that when God says do, it's good to do. And when God says do not, it's good to not do. The law is good for you. So if we're going to be a healthy church, that uses the law lawfully, then we have to understand that the law is good. But that brings us to the second thing I need, to see, I need you to see out of the text this morning. is that the law is good for you unless you use it wrongly. Only used as directed. The law is good for you unless you use it wrongly. That's what Paul wants to make clear here by adding that conditional phrase there in verse 8. Now we know that the law is good if We know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully. As we saw last week, there were some dudes there in the Ephesian church, the the church there in Ephesus where Timothy was lead pastor and lead elder of that church. We saw there were some guys in their midst who were using the law unlawfully. They, They weren't using it the way it was intended to be used. They misunderstood the purpose of the law. They were instead spewing false doctrine and leading people astray. What exactly were they doing? Well, we said last week, we're not exactly sure what they were doing. But here's the most common way, and I have to believe this was probably the way they were using it wrongly. The most common way that the law gets misused is by looking at the law like it's a ladder. 
Now, some of y'all thought we just forgot to take that down this morning. Somebody changed the light bulb. I know y'all. Y'all think, oh, Ben and Will, what are they doing? No, no, no. This right here is oftentimes how people use the law wrongly. They look at the law as a ladder, right? They, they take the commandments of God and they use them to climb their way up the ladder, getting closer and closer to heaven. For instance, let's just take, I mean, there's all kinds, 600 and some laws there in the Bible. If we were to set them out there, let's just think about that for a moment. Let's just take the Ten Commandments, for instance. People hear the Ten Commandments and they say, that's how I'm going to get to heaven. And so they go to the Ten Commandments and they say, by my obedience, I'm going to climb this thing until I get all the way to God. And so they come to it and they say, there shall be no other gods. I've only got one God, only, only God. And, and you shall have no idols. I've never made it. I'm not going to make an idol. And so they keep climbing up. You shall not take the Lord's name in vain. And so they keep climbing up. Don't murder. Keep the Sabbath. Honor your mom and dad. Climb up. Don't cheat on your spouse. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't covet. And they keep climbing up and up and up. But what they realize when they get as high as they can go, that they can't reach it. The law of God was never intended to get them to heaven. That's not, it was, that's not why God gave it. And so they get to the top and they get very, very disappointed. Or they get to the very top and they get deceived. Thinking that they've arrived. Thinking that they've done enough. But you'll never get there. By climbing the ladder of the law to heaven. God's too high. God's too perfect, right? You're too fleshly. You're too sinful. Ben is too fleshly. Ben is too sinful. Yet again, so many people try this way, don't they? And you know what? Some of you grew up in churches that taught you that's how you get to heaven. Just be a good person, right? Don't sin. Don't uh, don't, don't, uh, well, what's the one? Don't, don't drink or chew or date girls that do. I mean, I don't know. You know, you hear those things like that. They come up with all these rules that you're not supposed to do. And if you'll just not do those things, you can climb your way to heaven. And some of you, again, as I say that, man, you've been burned by those churches because they kept saying, do, do, do. Climb, climb, climb. And he became crushed under the weight of never reaching the top. But God tells us through Paul in Galatians 2.16, yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law. In other words, nobody's made righteous by the law. No regular human being can get to heaven by the law. So, beloved, listen to me this morning. Don't look at the law like it's a ladder to climb to heaven. That's not using the law lawfully. If you do that, it'll do you no good. In fact, it will do nothing more than lead you to further condemnation. 
Actually, what you don't realize is that you're actually, when you climb like that, you're actually climbing down, right? God takes it and flips it and says, no, no, you're digging a deeper hole because you're trying to earn this on your own and it's impossible for you to do it. You're ignoring the grace that I've given you, all right? So, so listen to me. Instead, if I were going to use the law lawfully and if you're going to use the law lawfully, then we have to see the law not as a ladder, but as a measuring tape. See the law as a measuring tape, right? God, uh, he gave us the law to help us to see whether or not we measure up. And here's what we find when we look at the law of God. We find that we all do not measure up, right? Romans 6.23 or Romans 3.23 actually says, For all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. Of God. How do we know that? Because the law is the measuring tape to demonstrate that. The law is the thing that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that you and I have fallen short of God's standards. That's why Paul tells us here in 1 Timothy 2 9, or 1 Timothy 1 9, I mean, 1 Timothy 1 9, understanding this, the law is not laid down. For the just. That's what he says. Do you see that there? If it was for the just, a person could just use it like a ladder and climb himself up to God. Each step justifying himself more and more and more. But it's not for the just. It's for sinners. It's so that sinners know that they are sinners. That's why we get this list here. Look at this list here in verse 9 and 10. This list is sinful actions. Understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient. He's going to give some general categories here that you now need to think about and see ourselves as lawless and disobedient. For the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane. And then he gets into some specifics here. For those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. So, beloved, how do you know that it's wrong, that it's sinful to hit your mom and dad? The law of God tells you that. How do you know that it's sinful to murder someone? Because there are cultures around this world that don't think it's wrong. The law of God tells us so. How do we know that it's sinful to, to have sex with certain people and in certain ways? Well, the law of God tells us so. How do we know that homosexuality is wrong? That stealing people and enslaving them is wrong? That lying is wrong? That taking a false oath? Is wrong. How do we know all of these things are wrong in God's eyes? And the answer is the law of God. It's through God's law that sinners come to know that they're sinners. It's through God's law that sinners realize through the measuring tape of God that they have fallen short of God's standards and that they're guilty before God and that they are liable to the wrath of God in the pits of hell forevermore. 
The law church used lawfully is a measuring tape demonstrating that we've fallen short. And based on what we've done, we, we are left hopeless in and of ourselves. Actually, guys, that's what the law is made to do. It was made to make every single one of us around the world guilty. That's just what Romans 3.19 explains. Romans 3.19 says, Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that, listen to this, so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. This is the lawful use of the law of God. And it's only good for you if you use it rightly. It does you no good if you use it wrongly. But a healthy church that uses the law lawfully, it doesn't stop there. Otherwise, guys, we would just run around telling people you're going to hell, right? You're going to hell, right? Uh, You better eat, drink, and be merry. Live your best life now because tomorrow you burn. And that would be our message to the world. But that's not our proclamation to the world. That's the law's proclamation to the world. God says there's more to say. There's more to it. And so third this morning, we see that a church that uses the law lawfully will use the law to lead you to the gospel. That's what a a healthy church does. That's why Paul finishes out our text here with this phrase there in 1 Timothy 1.11. In accordance with the gospel, he says, with the gospel, the glory of the blessed God with which I have been entrusted. So to use the law lawfully, it must be in accordance with the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus. So we we pick up this measuring tape of the law, and we find out that we've fallen short. So what do we do? Do we just say, I'm toast, man. I'm not even going to, there's no use, there's no hope. That's not what we do. Do we take up the measuring tape and and, and say, oh, I've fallen short. I'm going to go try harder. I'm going to climb harder. I'm going to climb faster. That's not what we do either. What we do is we take up the measuring tape of the law and we run to the cross of Jesus. Guys, right before you look at me, you have the option of the ladder or the cross. Those are the only two ways that people really on this earth try to get to heaven. Those are the only real options. And one of them is not an option at all. Let's just be honest. You will not get to heaven on the ladder. What do you do when you come to the measuring tape of the law? You run to Jesus. You run to the cross of Christ. We receive the good news that Jesus lived the life of moral perfection that we can never live and that he died the death we deserve on the cross and that he rose again from the dead. And, and, and here's the good news. He calls every sinner Every person who falls short of God's standards to turn from sin and self and to run to the cross and trust in Jesus so that you'll be saved. Some of you this morning, you need to do that. You've come in here and you've been on the ladder. You've been trying to earn your way to heaven, or at least you were hoping that you were earning your way to heaven. A lot of people you talk to say, are you going to heaven? I I don't know. I I mean, I'm trying to be a good person. They're not even sure. 
Some of you have been doing that. And maybe one of the reasons you came to church this morning is to check off a box. To check off a rung on the ladder to get you closer to heaven in your mind. But some of you this morning, if that's you, you need to reject the ladder and run to the cross of Jesus. Turn from sin. Let God know that you know that you are a sinner, that you are hopeless in and of yourself, and that you know that Jesus lived, died, and rose again to save every person who will say yes to him by faith. And then third, you need this morning, even right now. Don't wait. Right now, right there where you are, call it to God in prayer, in your mind and in your heart right now, and ask Jesus to save you, to be your Lord and Savior. Run right now to the cross in your heart and mind. Let the law lead you to the gospel, to the cross, right? That's using the law lawfully. And churches that understand this are healthy churches. They call sin, sin, so that sinners might turn to Jesus and be saved. Beloved, you need to understand this morning that if there is a church or a Christian that downplays sin or sanctifies sin, in other words, says sin is actually righteous, just know they're not using the law lawfully. They are actually a transgressor of the law by misusing the law. But also know this, any church that tells you to climb the ladder to heaven is also not using the law lawfully. And again, some of you, that's your past. You've been hurt. You've been hurt by that. But this morning, I pray that you would realize the grace and the hope that is found in using the law lawfully. Here's my final prayer this morning before we transition into the Lord's Supper. And here it is. May you get off the ladder and pull out the measuring tape so that you might run to the cross. That's my prayer for every person under the sound of my voice this morning. Hi there, this is Pastor Ben. I have something really important to ask you, but first, I want to say thank you for taking the time to make this digital connection with us through our podcast. I hope the message you just listened to was a blessing, but an even greater blessing than this digital connection would be for you to connect with us in person this coming Sunday at one of Eastwood's two campuses where we get the joy of living life together in Jesus' name. And now for that really important question, which is the most important question you'll ever answer. Where do you stand before God? Now, based on what you've done, the straightforward answer is that you stand guilty and condemned before God. You are a sinner who completely deserves God's wrath forevermore in hell. And I deserve the same thing also. I mean, every person does. Guys, that's terrible news. And even worse is the fact that there's nothing you can do in and of yourself to change that. You need a Savior. But I have good news. God loved the world so much that he sent Jesus to be your savior. Jesus came and lived the perfect life that you cannot live. And he stood condemned on the cross, dying the death you deserve. 
And three days later, Jesus was raised from the dead to prove to everybody that he is indeed the Savior of the world. And now Jesus longs to change your standing before God by making a trade with you. He desires to take what you've earned, which is the wrath of God in hell, and to give you in return what he has earned, which is the blessing of God in heaven. When this trade happens, instead of standing guilty and condemned before God, you will stand forgiven and righteous with the promise of everlasting life. So what must you do to have your standing before God changed? First, admit to God you are a sinner. Second, hate your sins. Turn from them and ask God to forgive you. And finally, turn to Jesus in faith and love, putting your complete hope in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, and follow him until the day you die. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, Jesus is ready to make this trade with you. And I pray that you would trust in Jesus and be saved. Thank you again for connecting with us. And I hope to see you soon at Eastwood Baptist Church.